Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your goodness bestowed upon us again and again and again. We are grateful. Blessed be your holy name, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, our hearts are open to receive your word. We thank you for feeding us with your word. We receive with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for the covenant of our trance, and we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Once again, welcome to church. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this month is a beautiful one for us. It's our month of thanksgiving, and we're giving thanks to God for his goodness. So we've been looking at the subject of thanksgiving. We've learned um, a couple of things about thanksgiving. Um, I want you to... Um, go back to the previous messages that I have preached um, so far this month and listen to them so you can catch up um, with us and on what um, we have learned uh, regarding Thanksgiving. Praise God. All right. Uh, today we're looking at Thanksgiving being the cure um, for ungodly living. Yeah. Thanksgiving being the cure for ungodly living. Praise God. Now, turn in your Bibles quickly to Romans chapter number 1 and verse 20. Now, God started out showing himself to some people here. He revealed himself to them as God. And he first and foremost revealed himself to them in creation. Okay? There are visible things of God and there are invisible things of God. The visible things of God are the things that we can see of God in creation. The invisible things are the spiritual things that we can only appreciate by faith, revelation. So when it comes to the knowledge of God, there is what is known as the general knowledge of God and there is the special knowledge of God. In theology, the special knowledge of God is the revelation of God given to us in the word. And then there is the general knowledge of God, which is the revelation of God given to man in creation. So at creation, God, the invisible God, made the created world um, the visible world. So the invisible God made the visible world. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are made... We're not made out of things which do appear. So we see that there are things that are made. And there are things invisible. The word. Amen? So in understanding God, you can understand God at two levels. At the level of creation, the visible. And then at the level of revelation, the invisible. Okay. Now, let's go back to Romans chapter number 1. That was just a background to Romans chapter number 1 and verse 20, so that we can read in understanding and be blessed. For the invisible things of him, of God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. You see it? So the invisible things of God 
from the creation of the world are clearly seen. They are visible. The invisible things of God are visible. (laughs) Glory to God. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. And then he tells us because that when they knew God. So they actually knew God. God revealed himself to man. How? By the things that are made. Praise God. Okay. They glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful. So you see, God revealed himself to them. They didn't receive that revelation of God unto glorifying him, unto gratitude, unto God. But the Bible tells us that they were unthankful. Neither were they thankful. Praise God. But became became what? Vain. Now, he didn't say because they were vain in their mind. That was why they were unthankful. That was why they didn't glorify God or couldn't glorify God when he revealed himself to them. It was a becoming. They became vain. In their imaginations. Why? Because they were unthankful. You see it? They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. You see it? So you see, darkness came into their heart, foolishness came into their heart because of ingratitude. (laughs) Did you see it? All right. So you see how people become vain in their imaginations. And a vain imagination is always imagining things that are impossible. That's a vain imagination. Things that God will not approve of. All right. For example, in Psalm 2 and verse 1, the Bible tells us, it says, why do the heathen rage? Okay. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? All right. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in heaven shall laugh. In other words, the thing that they are imagining will never come to pass. That's a vain imagination. So when people are always thinking about things or thinking of things that will never come to pass, that's a vain imagination. All right, But God can give you a thought. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or what? Imagine. So that means God can give you an imagination that will come to pass. For example, the imagination of the children of men in Genesis chapter 11 at the Tower of Babel was a vain imagination. They said, come, you know, go to. Let us make bricks. All right. Let's build a tower that will reach unto heaven. We want to make a name unto ourselves. We don't want to be scattered abroad. Amen. And God scattered them. It was a vain imagination. It didn't come to pass. Praise God. You see, when people are unthankful, all right, project that will never see the light of day. Those are the things they were thinking about. And then you just look at it for years. They have wasted time. Wasted their time, their resources, because they are ungrateful. Go back to Romans 1 and verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain. They became vain in their imaginations. They became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 22, look at it. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man. You see? Ingratitude led them to idolatry. 
You can see how ingratitude can produce all kinds of unrighteousness. <laughs> you see it? They are never thankful for anything. So they keep thinking evil. Look at it. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. See it? Wherefore, God also, now that they have become vain in their imagination, so God said, okay, so have what you are thinking about now. So wherefore, God also gave them up. He gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Did you see that? They started thinking evil. See it? Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator? Who is blessed forever? Amen. So they were given to idolatry. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. They now started desiring things. All right. It's one thing about lust is that lust can never be satisfied. Lustful people will forever be lustful. <laughs> Amen. Lust can never be satisfied. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. You see it? Lesbianism. All right. Gay. The, and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust. It's ingratitude. They were not thankful for what God has made and the order God has set. So they want to change it. They are, they are ungrateful. They are, no, how can this thing be like this? What if I have a strange I'm my own desire. I'm just unique. I'm just different. Why are you condemning me? I'm just a different person. I just want to have it, you know, differently. Listen, God... They were not grateful for God's order. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men, walking that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. How do we retain God in our knowledge? Thanksgiving, gratitude. If you're ungrateful, the knowledge of God that you have, no matter how big it is or how small it is, will start shrinking. Even as they did not retain God in their knowledge because they were ungrateful. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. You see it? Reprobate mind means a mind that is unqualified. All right? Um, It's just like someone was expelled from school or probably... Um, fell out. Praise God. Amen. You see, reprobate mind, unqualified, substandard. To do those things which are not convenient. Now note the word, mark the word, things that are not convenient. Now go quickly to Ephesians. Quickly, chapter number 5. Ephesians, chapter number 5. I like for us to start the reading here from verse one. I, I, I need you to note something here. Look at it. It says, "Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us and had given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God." All right, for a sweet-smelling fragrance of savour. Verse three. It says, "But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, 
nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient. So you see the things that are not convenient there. <laughs> you see, those things are not convenient. But rather giving of thanks. You can see, if you don't give thanks, you will do the things that are not convenient. <laughs> Did you see it? Any time ingratitude steps in and you now feel like, ah, you know, how can God, you know, be treating me like this and all that. Listen, you may not have gotten to the place where you are going, but you're on your way there. All right. Give thanks for the progress you've made so far. Thank God for the gift of life. Thank God for his mercy. You see, a living dog is better than a dead lion. The difference is life. Where there's life, there's hope. You can dream again. You can, you can, you can make gains that will cancel out your losses. But if a man dies, shall he live again? Job said, all the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change comes. See it? The difference is what? Life. It's only in life that we have hope. Amen? You see, look for thanksgiving points in your life. Many of us have prayer points. Thank God for prayer points. All right? But uh, shouldn't you have thanksgiving points? Amen? All right? You may think, well, you, you, it's not perfect. Like you have this challenge, you have that challenge and all that. And some people, you know, some other people are looking at you and say, thank God for her. Why should people be thanking God for you and you that they are thanking God for? You are not even aware of what God has blessed you with. Amen? Ingratitude. Go back, go back to, in, go back to um, Romans, go back to Ephesians, please. It says, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, Ephesians 5 and verse 4, which are not convenient. Those things are not convenient, but contrary to that, rather, Rather, giving of thanks. Rather means, you see, look, this is the substitute. All right? If those things are, you say, thank God. Father, I thank you because my body is your temple. Father, I thank you because the Spirit of God dwells in me. Father, I thank you because you are my Father. You are my God. You are my King. You are my covering. I give you praise. Thank you because you answer my prayers. Thank you for provision. Thank you for the things you have done for me. Lord, I'm grateful for all the blessings you've blessed me with in Christ Jesus. I'm grateful. You see, see what God has blessed you with. See what God has done for you. Stop seeing what the enemy is doing. Some people, you know, their prayer life is always filled with the enemy. Oh God, see what the devil is doing with my life. Is this how the devil will leave me? Is this how you... I mean, they're always complaining. God is saying something to you. Listen. All right, give thanks. Ungodly living has its strength and its power in ingratitude. I'm telling you, it's there in the scriptures. It's established. Amen. The moment you start complaining about your life and then you feel God has abandoned you, you slip into depression. And in that depression, all kinds of evil are possible. Amen. You just do it after all. At least, won't I encourage myself? Will I die like this? Ah, at least God understands that I need to. I need encouragement too. So, you know, and it's actually ingratitude. The moment you say, "Ah, no, I refuse to think that way," Father, I thank you for the gift of life. Job had a comeback, and God blessed him. 
twice as much as he was blessed before the attack came against him. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back stronger. Thank you, Father, for you are my restorer. You are my redeemer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The moment you stay in thanksgiving, the devil is kept at bay. Evil is kept at bay. They cannot come near you. Praise God. Why? Because gratitude has filled your heart. You see, through gratitude, you can keep yourself pure. You can sanctify yourself through gratitude. Amen. Let's go back to that Romans chapter number 1, please. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Why? They didn't like to give thanks to God. Alright? But thank God we love to give thanks to God. Amen? <laughs> the Bible says we are the circumcision that worship God in spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. We have no confidence in the flesh. We have no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. Praise God. Amen. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. Through thanksgiving and gratitude to God, God is perfecting that thing in your life. You know, it's taking you one step further and you are going to be making giant strides by the hand of the Lord. Can someone say amen to that? Because you are grateful to God. You are grateful to God. You are grateful to God. Gratitude. Gratitude. Glory to God. Gratitude. Now, you know, people who slip into or slump into depression and just want to take their lives, they want to commit suicide. They must have left the place of gratitude. Because life itself is a gift from God. So, for you to get to a point that you want to take that life, you must have gotten to a point where you do not appreciate God for that life to start with. That means, what is it? What is, is this what you are giving me? Is this, is this life? What kind of life is this? You know? And then the person wants to take his life or her life. Okay, but when you're grateful, even if what you have left is just life, it says, let everything that has breath do what? Praise the Lord. If it's only life that you have left, all right, you have a thanksgiving point. You can give thanks. Just start from that point. Say, well, I don't have clothes. I don't have a house. I don't have family. I don't have anybody. Everybody has abandoned me. All right. But at least you have the gift of life. And God has not abandoned you. Amen. So you can start on that note. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Amen. When you start on that note, God will cause you to enter into the goodness of God. You see, the goodness of God can only be tasted through gratitude. See, we receive from God by showing gratitude to God. That's how we receive from God. That's how we receive from God. We're coming back to Romans 1 and verse 28. Let me quickly show you this. In 1 Timothy chapter number 4, um, and from verse 3, the Bible tells us, it says, in the latter days, or in the last days, some people will forbid others from getting married. Okay? Jump to verse 3 for time. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat, which God had created to be received with thanksgiving. You see, God has created meat, food, all kinds of food, to be received with what? Thanksgiving. 
received with thanksgiving. God says receive it, but with thanksgiving. (laughs) Amen? In fact, the word thanksgiving is the closest word to grace. Amen? Grace is actually received by thanksgiving. You see it? Thanksgiving. It says, all that the Lord has created and has done for you. It says, receive them with what? Thanksgiving. It says, um, God had created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Look at the next verse. It says, for every creature of God is good. Every. Come on, say every. And nothing to be refused if it be received with what? Thanksgiving. It says to receive it with thanksgiving. You see, this is how we receive from God. Now, the foundation of faith that is solid, rock solid, is gratitude. Because gratitude itself is acknowledgement of God and his goodness to you. Did you see it? And faith is acknowledgement of what God has said concerning you and carrying yourself in light of it. That's it. That's what faith is. Responding accordingly. That's what faith is. So when you come to God and say, Lord, I believe that you are. Okay? That's faith, isn't it? Therefore, I give you thanks. Thanks. The moment you give thanks to God for the truth or fact of what God has done for you, that very thing takes root in your heart. The consciousness of it, the conviction regarding the fact that you are blessed takes root deep within your heart. You are established in the faith. You know, I made up my mind long time ago to always give thanks to God. I remember those days when we were on campus. I had um, a very wonderful pair of trousers. Amen. <laughs> and I think about two or three shirts. And then I, I, had, um, I had one more, you know, a pair of trousers, one more added to me. Praise God. And I was grateful. I was grateful. If you would not marry me, you would not marry me. It's not, uh, if you can't see anything good in me, all right, let someone who can see it in me marry me. It was only my wife that saw it. Are you from in here? You know, I was just living my life, enjoying God. I was, I was too grateful to God to complain. <laughs> I didn't even see people who had like 10 or 5, I mean, or 15 pairs of trousers. I didn't even see them. I didn't see them. Amen. I, I was too grateful to God for me that I, I wasn't even looking at him. Okay, look at, you know, um, Pastor Shola's shoes. Ah, Jesus Christ. Is this the kind of life you have? <laughs> look at my life. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Amen. <laughs> look at you. You are the image of God. Look at you. <laughs> you are blessed. Amen. 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 Covetousness. You see, is, is a product of ingratitude. <laughs> what God has done for you, all right, is good enough to be thankful for. You see, God has been good to you. Amen? All right. You may, you may, yeah, you're on, you're on your way there. You're not there yet. All right? But... You've come this far by the grace of God. Sister, sister, you have come this far by the grace of God. Brother, you have come this far by the grace of God. 
don't put a burden on your heart that God has not placed on you. Don't try to live somebody else's life. Live your own life. Amen? See, people carry bodies that, they, that don't belong to them. Amen? <laughs> because they want to drive somebody else's car. So they go and borrow it. Amen? See, follow God's plan for you. Let God be grateful. Follow God's plan a step at a time. Trust God to increase you, and He will increase you and increase you, and you grow. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. The path of the just. The path of the just. That is your destiny. It's as a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter, more and more, even unto the perfect day. You see it? I knew it that I was going to live a life of perpetual increase. So I didn't bother my head. You say, you're flying a jet. I thank God for you. We are coming. Amen? For the gospel, preaching the gospel around the world, we'll, we'll fly jets. Not one, not two, not three. Praise God. But you see, you know, be grateful to God. Sometimes people are sharing testimonies. Instead of giving thanks to God, you're crying. And this was the person I taught foundation school. Look, look, at, look at his life. How can God be treating the teacher like this? <laughs> see my student. See, look, we say, hey, this God says sometimes. You now see people come up with you know different philosophies. You now hear people, you just hear people, some people talk, you know where they're talking from. You know, sometimes God will just abandon you and will just leave you, will not look your look in your direction at all. Alright. I say, but where did you get that from? He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Why are we defining God based on our experiences? Why not start from God's word and then experience the word of God? Amen. Did you see that? Who is defining God to you? What is defining God to you? Who told you? God asked Adam. Who told you? (laughs) I didn't tell you you were naked. Who told you? Who told you? Amen. See, gratitude. You see, on God, you just realize that, you know, this desire, this madness for things, materialism, you know, you see, God will add those things to you. You trust God, he will meet your needs. You believe God, he will meet your needs. All right? You will have things. Things will not have you. If you try to have things outside of God's plan for you, you will discover that those things now have you. <laughs> you know? But the moment you trust God and live by faith, the just shall live by faith, and you're grateful to God, you will have things. It says you will eat in plenty. Amen? It says you will have plenty of silver. You will heap up gold as dust. (laughs) You will be the one heaping it up. Gold will not heap you up. Praise God. Some people are living for things instead of living for God and living for God's purpose. Be grateful to God for what he's done for you. It will cure you of covetousness. It will cure you of it. Ungodly living. The cure is gratitude. 
Go back to uh, Romans chapter 1 very quickly. Romans chapter number 1. Amen. And verse 28. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, so God gave them over to what? A reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. (laughs) Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, um, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God. You see, look at what ingratitude has produced. <laughs> One seed with many fruits. Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. See it? Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Let's stop there. You see, when they knew God as God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. Did you see it? You see, you can see the flow now from verse 21 to 32. See? Amen. Now, go to Psalm 95. Let me show you something there. In Psalm 95, thank you, Lord. Let's start the reading here from verse 6. And I want you to see this here. Look at the flow. It says, this is a call now, an invite to people. Come. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Let's worship him. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Now, what voice is he talking about here? The voice of worship, the call to worship. Now, anytime God makes a call to worship him and people don't give thanks to God, their hearts become hardened. So if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. What finished them in the wilderness? Ingratitude. we We had onions in Egypt. We had cucumbers in Egypt. We had garlics. You know, we had all those things. Now, and God just delivered them from oppression. They were ungrateful to God. They they kept murmuring and murmuring and murmuring and their hearts were hardened. And God vowed in his wrath, these ones that are ungrateful will not enter into the promised land. Though the works were finished from the foundation of the world. You You see it? He says, when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my work. All right. Go on the next verse, please. Verse verse 10, please. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation. Forty years long. And said, it is a people that do err in their heart and have not known my ways. You see, one of the ways of God is gratitude. You see, um, let me tell you something. That's the key of David. If there's anything David knew, it was thanksgiving, gratitude. 
he could dance his way into anything and from anything. <laughs> he could thank his way into anything and from anything. <laughs> Praise God. And when you get that key, it is the key that opens and no man can shut. If he shuts, no man can open. Amen. He says, unto whom I swear. Now, when God, God swore to Abraham, that in blessing of God, this, this, now God is swearing. He was beating his chest. These people, if they make it to the promised land, I'm no longer God. With this kind of wicked attitude. Because ingratitude is wickedness. It denies God. He denies the goodness of God. It ignores God. It despises God. And, and so what? It's the life that we want to eat. It's the life that we are going to eat. You you give me a hand. Take the life then. Ah, well, I don't want it. You know, it's, it's a mean attitude. Very mean. Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. God said these people will not enter into my rest. Ingrid will never enter into God's rest. See it? Ungrateful people. See? So God swore. Look at the next verse. <clears throat> is, that, is that the last one? Yeah, thank you. Unto whom I swear my, in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Now let's look at the counterpart of that scripture in Hebrews. <clears throat> Amen. The counterpart of that scripture in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 4. <clears throat> okay. Now look at verse 1. It says, let us therefore fear or exercise godly reverence, lest a promise left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. So that means it is possible to come short of the promise of entering into his rest. So he says, be careful. Alright? For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Look at verse 3, 4. We which have believed to enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Did you see that? For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day, the Sabbath, on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from his works. See, verse 5. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remained that that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of what? Unbelief. Do you see it? Now what is the root of that unbelief? Ingratitude. You see it? You know they took stones. They wanted to stone Moses and Aaron to death. Who, who sent you? The God that sent you. To bring us into the wilderness here. We'll kill both of you here. What nonsense. <laughs> and God, the glory of God appeared. God said, step aside Moses. I will fall upon these people. I, I will consume them. Alright. I, I will raise a generation from you. Yeah, Moses said, please. The nations will say, well, you took them out of Egypt. You couldn't you know, take them into the promised land. Please have mercy. And very painful 
All right? When they needed an intercessor, Moses interceded for them. When Moses had his own issue, there was nobody to pray for him. <laughs> Did he see it? <laughs> Amen. Now, if God will fall upon people, I mean, his own people, he said, I will just step aside, I will consume them at once. It shows you how ingratitude provokes God. Now, let's, let, me show you, let me show you one scripture here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse 10. And it's, it's a powerful scripture here. Paul was writing to the church. He, he said, let's, let's start from verse 8, please. I want, you to, I want you to be a flow. He says, neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand, twenty-three thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Do you see it? Murmuring. There are, there are certain things God can't put up with. He hates murmuring with Amen. With all his goodness, who woke you up this morning? Your intellect, your investment in the in, in you know in, in the world, your bank account. Haven't you heard that some people slept and that was it? They just slept and they slept. And they are still sleeping. <laughs> you know? But you, you woke up. Some, some of us think it was the alarm that woke you up. Set an alarm beside a dead corpse. A corpse. Put an alarm there. It will ring forever. That person will not rise up. It's, it's, God woke you up this morning. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. All right. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured. Now, beware of murmuring. If it's coming, you know, who put this thing here? But I don't even like this house again. I'm, I'm even tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. See, please, don't be tired. Don't let heaven approve of tiredness. You are tired, so come home. You see, that was how it was Elijah that ended his whole ministry. He wasn't done. God didn't tell him that it was done. He said he was not better than his father's. That he was tired. God said, you mean you're tired? He said, yes, I'm tired. And God said, okay. Anoint Elisha, all right, in your stead. Jehu. Amen. <laughs> and then, get ready. You're coming back home. You're tired. You see, murmuring is a sign to God. It's a, it's a sign in heaven that the gift of life is no longer appreciated. Don't don't see there are certain things you don't do no matter what. Look at Job. He was he was so so oppressed. He had boils from the very crown of his head to the soles of his feet. And his wife looked at him and said, It cannot be worse than this. I mean, you've lost everything. Cause God and die. It can't be worse than this. And the man said, uh, no. Why are you speaking like one of those foolish women out there? And in that state, he was still thankful. And God restored him. Alright? He said, let me tell you something. You may feel like, eh, people don't understand you and all that. There are witnesses in heaven that will tell you, my case was worse than yours. I made it. I made that. They are witnesses. God won't be the one to say anything. Job, talk, talk to him. What did you go through? 
when he finishes with you and he, he narrates his, his experiences, you, you will just say, I, I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Jonah, tell him, what did you go through? How many days were you in the belly of fish? You will never be able to know what it feels like to be in the belly of fish for three days. <laughs> you will never. May you not know it the rest of your life. <laughs> Jonah will come and tell you, you better relax. What is your, what is your challenge? You think it's a serious thing. <laughs> you say, well, because Anna, you know, you see, Anna, Anna the prophetess, how old was she when she lost her husband? Did, did she become a prostitute because of that? She volunteered and surrendered herself to serve God the rest of her life with fastings and prayers. So some of you are like, ah, you know, do you know what and all that? Listen, we are not we are not saying that you are not going through anything. We are not denying the fact that you know you you need someone to emote with you. But the truth is, you still owe God praise. That's the point. That's the point. Give God thanks. Amen? Give God thanks. You know, I remember, you know, after the fire accident we had, you know, and we had a praise worship in church. I led it. I was delivering, you know, scars on my skin. I held the mic. I was dancing. People were like, what what kind of man? I said, look, nobody, you can't pity me for what? For what? I'm not pitiable. Amen. I was dancing. I was rejoicing. <laughs> so people watched me for like 15 minutes. When they saw that this man's spirit is too strong. Amen. So they joined me. <laughs> In church, the video is still there. Praise God. Sweating and dancing at the Ife church. Giving thanks to God. Uh, <laughs> if I died then. I wouldn't be the one standing here to share God's word with you. Uh, it shows that there's still a possibility and, you know, promises that, you know, I mean, and what, what is it that God cannot heal? Uh, our Redeemer lives. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So, what, what is it? Sometimes some people carry some things on their eyes and feel like, why? Why? Are you saying that your God cannot step into this situation and turn it around in your favor? <laughs> Give thanks to God. Now I was dancing. Nobody could come to me and say, um, no, they couldn't. It was not my face. I was just giving thanks to God, rejoicing. <laughs> I was the one encouraging people. Praise God. Amen. Why? Because, listen very carefully, the enemy meant it for evil. But God stepped in and turned it around in, um, in my favor. Did you see it? That's how it works. Come on now, give thanks to God. Alright, stop that cycle of ungodliness, depression. Alright, terminate it right there. With thanksgiving. Lift up rare an altar of thanksgiving unto God. Amen. And lift up your hands and give thanks to God. Can someone say amen to that? Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word has given us light. We give you praise. Blessed be your holy name. Wherever you are, be upstanding. And just throw up your hands and give thanks to God. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. 
Thank him. God is worthy of our thanks. No matter the situation, he is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our thanksgiving. Glory be to his holy name forevermore. Come on, go ahead and give him thanks. Give God thanks. Give God thanks from the depth of your heart. From the depth of your heart. Thank him. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for the gift of life. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him. Thank him for how far he has brought you. For what he has done for you. Give him thanks from the depth of your heart. Say, Father, I am grateful. I am grateful to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let your heart be grateful to God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Bless the name of the Lord. Give him glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Now maintain that temple of thanksgiving. God bless you.